fucking monsters. <laughs> The mics are hot. <laughs> the mics are hot. Welcome to 91 Octane. I am John. I am Randy. And as always, don't forget, you support the show. You support us. Thank you for everybody who's actually bought coffee and bought merch up to this point. Uh, we appreciate it a whole lot. Um, but if you haven't, 91octane.com slash shop. You can find our shirts, stickers, air fresheners, and of course, cafe. Uh, Carrera.cafe uh, to get your exclusive uh, watermelon coffees, especially the Geisha, Randy. Yes, you're we, a fan. they're bigger beans than the rest of them. Yes, so you got bigger are. balls, we got bigger beans. <laughs> <laughs> they are, actually. Yeah. They're about, what, 25% bigger? Uh, well, the uh, it's... They're a little bigger, yeah. I mean, you noticed. I noticed it, yeah. like, yeah, when I was yeah, I mean, that, shooting that's, them. They're hand-picked. For their size. Correct. So that's why you end up with a, a little bigger bean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about our episode today. We're going to go under the hood with some headlines. I did visit the Grand Prix, Randy. Ooh, Long Beach Grand Prix. Long Beach Grand Prix. Uh, we introduced a new segment, the Drive-In Circuit, which is a game show style head-to-head competition between Randy and I. Uh, we'll get into the details once we get there. We're going to cover your speed secrets. We haven't done that in a little while. And then introduce another segment, Aftermarket versus OEM. Mm-hmm. But first, let's hit it off with some headlines. All right. My one and only, because I was traveling this week, not an excuse, but I'm lazy. <laughs> so chip makers are scolding automakers on the chip shortage. Did you hear about this, John? Chip makers are scolding automakers. Yes. So as you know, with like our ECUs, yeah. the size of that box has not really changed over the years. That's right. So I I guess what it is or what the situation is, but our phones have shrank over the years. Is from it then, shrank or shrunk? Shrunk. Shrunk is the better. You're right. You're right. You're right. Shrunk. <laughs> they have shrunk over the years. I genuinely didn't know. Yes, you're like, right. They, they shrank. Is pa- shrank is past tense. So, yeah, they have shrunk over okay. the years. Um, so the issue is, is that as you know, the automakers stopped ordering chips last year because they, they didn't think they were going to hit sales marks or production marks. Right. So they th- think they needed them. Now, the issue with restarting is, is when the global manufacturers shifted to selling it to electronics companies, Apple's and smartphones of the world, sm- smartphone makers, they are tiny. So the car manufacturers have not changed the size of their transistors and things of that nature for many years. Okay. So it's kind of their fault because they, the manufacturers of the chips have to shift produ- production to make these older style, larger chipsets oh. for them. That's why they, so the chip makers are saying, Hey, why don't you be more like the smartphone companies and make your chips as small as a smartphone or what is capable of fitting in a smartphone, potentially. Oh. Thus, we don't have to change our manufacturing process to fit your old ass ways. So the automotive companies this whole time, their narrative is it's the chip company's fault. It's the chip company. I mean, fault. there's there one went on fire. So, yes, correct. You're right. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But but there is some onus on. The them. manufacturers. Yes. And part of that as OEM, though, is is they test these chips 
for impact and crashes because they're a black box in in many ways right yeah so they've got to withstand vibrations that our phones maybe not necessarily don't need to go through yeah but is that lazy on the oem side or are they just being smart by not changing the size of their chips? Because they never need to because there's so much space. Anytime we're in our cars, mm-hmm. we have our phones. Yes. Has your phone ever fallen apart? That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, I don't know why I'd even consider this, but yeah, every single computer, right? I mean, like a PC is a pc because of the case yeah but there's a lot of very tiny desktop yeah PCs it's now. gone yeah exactly and it's gotten very very small now mm-hmm. and most of the time you can fit the power of a pc from 2010 into a tiny laptop right yes We're, a very thin laptop yeah at that. Yes. And, and and you know ecus haven't gotten smaller You're no right. they ha- really haven't and they should be. They absolutely should be. Yeah. So is it the OEM's fault or are they just being smart because the, you know, the standard chipset has been robust since, you know, OBD one or two started? Right. I mean, obviously they have financially, it makes sense to not make the move. Well, yes, absolutely. Right? They don't yeah. have to design something new. Correct. Correct. But if this is sort it's sort of. I guess it's sort of like the chip manufacturers should have set the expectation that they're going to phase these things out sooner. Yeah, that could be true. It's that hard. could be true. I, I think it's still hard for me to blame the manufacturers. The OEM, you yeah, mean, the or OEM, the, the the chip o- makers? The OEMs. Oh, okay, okay. Because <clears throat> unless the chip maker said, "We told you that this was going to be a limited quantity," right, right, it's starting in such and such year, mm-hmm. or we need to phase this out. It's legacy. We're going to move to this. Right. In that case, I'd be like, okay, it's the OEM's fault for not moving. But yeah, but nobody forced any either. Uh, neither forced neither's hand. Exactly. So that's like. So they're, bo- they're both at fault. You'd say, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. That's I, a that's fair a, assessment. Yeah, they, they, they each own 50%. I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The OEM's for not moving into newer technology. Mm-hmm. And the uh, chip manufacturers for, for not enabling forcing it. Yeah. Not yeah. For- not forcing their hand. Not forcing their hand. Right for on. Sure. Ah, that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. But can you? I. I mean, I wonder what a smaller ECU could do, or a more powerful ECU could do. Is there anything that comes to mind off the off the dome? Just yeah, off the cuff. I mean, it it it's not necessary for a car. Right. right? You're not. Like a car is not there to compute things. It's not there to mine Bitcoin. You know. It's yes. Not, you right. Know, it's not. It doesn't need to do more than it already does. Mm-hmm. And even like electric cars, I mean, you're just powering a different motor, but every all the accessories right. are essentially the same. It's maybe like m- cameras and stuff. Yes. Um. Really, I think the biggest winners and probably why OEM doesn't do it is the biggest winners of something like that would be the aftermarket. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. instead of like say instead of having to swap out a big giant box and you know in in my engine bay that I have to pull a ton of things out to get to. Yeah, it's just a USB stick. Yes, which right? is essentially it can run in um, Windows now. Yeah, a USB exactly. stick can run Windows now. So, so. you know, maybe that's. That that would be the advantage, but again, that's not an advantage to the OEMs. That's just an advantage to aftermarket, right? Uh, aftermarket right. tuners, people who enjoy their cars that way. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't think there's a real advantage to more processing power. It's more 
the advantages for OEMs is, is supply, right? Ha- yeah. Being able, which I imagine would be cheaper mm-hmm. if it's something that's cre- mass produced for multiple different verticals. Like a smartphone type size right. chipset. Exactly. Right, 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 it, versus right. making something specific for cars. Right. Um, I think that's probably the only real advantage. I mean, what else do you need your car to do? That's the question. I mean, uh, I, I was trying to think as you were mentioning it, too. You're right. Nothing comes to mind. Maybe like a very tiny radio, like a thinner dash. Um, but they have to be a certain size so you can see the damn thing. Right. So it's yeah. not like it doesn't help other than if you add more sensors all over the car, like BMW does. Right. With all their awesome, crazy sensors. Then you'll need more processing power. But at that point moment you've probably got a different control module right operating those things yes so maybe that's the advantage consolidating multiple control modules into a single ecu mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right that's pro- that's an advantage I that would could say, be an advantage for sure but knowing bmw they'll charge like you know five grand for oh yeah, yeah for like ECU. replacing a usb stick yes oh, yes that, exactly that, that won't change yes that absolutely, won't change absolutely yeah that won't change at all but anyway let's get into our next headline ken block is practicing his german on duolingo right now i Randy. did see that you yes, saw this yes. which is this is strange news but also chipped away at my anti audi stance a little bit a little bit a little bit not because of ken block i am a ken block fan yes but not necessarily because he jumped on the audi team so this audi hired ken block to help develop future evs yes now what this says to me is that audi is investing in fun yeah, they're investing in social media. <laughs> is what it tells me. Not not just I mean, I, I'm thinking the cars, right? The cars are going to be fun. Fun. Well, the reason I say what I said is because Ayrton Senna developed the NSX. Right. He is a winning F one driver. Yes. Ken Block hasn't won <laughs> shit. He's made eleven Hootigan videos. Um, um right here's, i mean okay it's hard He's, to say because i didn't live in the world and I, I i know a lot about senna yes but i don't know a lot about his marketing appeal during that time which i imagine was huge right? sure f1 sure. and it was a 100k car at the yeah, time right so it was um, a ex- exotic or a supercar yeah so yeah but it's just like to appeal to the younger crowd, like you think that's what Audi's aiming for? Maybe, and that this is what I'm thinking, and this is why I'm kind of on board because, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for this, but it just seems like this might mean that they're going to invest in maybe something a little more obtain obtainable on the sports card side. Mm. It's a huge assumption on my part. Okay, but it just—I mean—that's the crowd, right? That's the Hoonigan. Like, if if you, mm. like, like to, like when I went to the Grand Prix today, yes. like all the Hoonigan shirts are like all over the place. Fourteen, fifteen-year-olds. Oh, really? Sixteen-year-olds. I was at the airport today, and it was an old dude. Oh, actually. okay. So yeah. they, they appeal to a big, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's it. But I do feel like their audience tends to be younger. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I mean the Jim Connor stuff. Yes. All that. Yes. Uh, I think you know they're they're investing in a more extreme because Audi. It's not like Audi has been in the dark about what Ford has done with Ken Block. That's right? true. They've That's developed true. some crazy cars. 
Yes. So I feel like if if Ken Block is going to tie himself to a team, mm-hmm. he's probably going to expect that level of crazy. Yes. Right? Yeah. A unicorn. Uh, yeah. Huna truck. Right. It's just on yes. the EV side of things. Hmm. Um, but you're right. I mean, yeah, you're, you can't compare Senna and Ken Block. Right. He hasn't won. Sh- he literally hasn't won shit. Right. Yeah. It's but. People don't really see that. Yeah. I think he's won things here and there. Maybe like USAWRC or something. But yeah, I don't know. Nobody I mean, knows. I he's mean, podiumed I like. Sure. Lot, sure. You know, yeah, like, like I mean, rally cross. Was he in rally cross? Yeah. And yeah. Was, yeah. But I mean, what do you like rally cross the X game stuff? You're right. I don't know if he was in the X game stuff, but uh huh. But I mean, he's obviously he's not like he's not. He's like you said, he's not. He's not trophy. Up. He's not like, us. I, you should, <laughs> He's definitely not us. Yes, right? right. But like the social media giant that has been created around him. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's massive, and I think they're gonna turn this into something really fun. I think, I believe. So, in terms of product or just marketing? In terms of product, if it is just marketing, I'm probably gonna be like, more off board with Audi, and I'm done with Kim Block. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay. I mean, but he's also they already have the RS uh, Q e-tron rally car. Audi does. Okay. So he's going to start running that. Well, I was going to say, what car is it? What is that car? Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know shit about Audi either. It's, uh, I think it's like a hatchback rally car, and he's going to run at the Dakar oh, rally. Oh, okay. Okay. It's coming okay. January. So he is driving for them. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So well. we'll see. I mean, we'll see what it what it happens with the development. But I mean, if you could bring in Jim Kana in to help develop your cars. It's going to be pretty extreme with like zebra stripes and shit. Like it's a uh, weird marriage almost. Right. It, Forward. Ford it, seemed like a, a fit. Subaru. For, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You're Audi, right. It's like German luxury. Yeah. N- like you wouldn't imagine anyone vaping in an Audi. Right. No, you would. You would. Uh, OK. OK. <laughs> you would. An old RS or something. Yeah. Or old S4. Yeah. An old ass S4. But nah, uh, even the new ones. Like uh, almost every time I see an Audi out here now, it's like wrapped in shiny gold. It's okay. wrapped in like a matte purple. Okay. Like I think they're loud cars. Oh, so okay. maybe Audi is tapped into some of that data that says we need to make, you know, a loud social media presence or whatever. Well, definitely because they're not on my radar. So, I, you know, they don't come on my. There's not much that's on your radar. That's right? true. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> but anyway, let's move into our next headline. Speaking of Subaru, for the second year in the row, the Subi gang is number one. Number one. Number okay. one. In the car models with the most speeding tickets. Oh, so really? We talked about this last yes. year. Yes, Subaru was number one. Subaru is number one again. But there, I do have a bit of an issue with the data. Why is that? Because in fifth and sixth place, so let's say the Subaru this year with 18.8% of the drivers. uh, That's a lot. That's a lot represented in these car models with most speeding tickets, right? But in fifth and sixth place are the Subaru BRZ. Okay. And the Scion FRS. Okay. Why is that an issue? Those are the same car. Well, yes, yes, but different OEM, you know, rebadge or whatever, sister cars. Uh, but, like, if, if... Oh, they should have put those like two data you, points like, together. Yeah, like, for the person that is buying one of these cars. Yes. Right? Yeah. Do you think 
How much would they really care if it was a BRZ or an 8.6? Uh, yeah, not too much. It's more about whether what brand, what uh, team you're cheering for, yeah, right? Yeah, kind of. Yes. And Subaru, the BRZ is at 16.21%, and the Scion FRS is at 16.01%, which would put them at 32%. Of this combined. combined, right? That's a lot. That's, that's high. That's really high. That's so if you're seeing the 8.6 FRS, BR, well, the 8.6 is not really called out here, mm-hmm. but the BRZ and the FRS, mm-hmm. it, there's a high chance that they got a speeding ticket. Interesting. Yeah, that's almost one in three people yeah. that own it. Yeah. Huh. That's, um, but the, sub, the Subaru WRX is number one again. Number one. Uh, but like I said, with the caveat that, Five and six are essentially the same cars. What's two, three, four? Mustang? So, uh, surprisingly, KDM. KDM, KDM got on that KDM is making a move into the list. Last year, the only car, KDM car, at sixth place was the Hyundai Veloster. Okay. This year, number two is the Hyundai Genesis Coupe. Really? Yeah. And then uh, the Kia Stinger at number three. That's weird. It is, right? So it's a percentage of the owners then. Because it's a percentage of the total speeding tickets. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, of a su- is this nationwide? Nationwide. Okay. Yeah, nationwide. And what was the fourth? Fourth is a Mazda 3. Interesting. I, I don't know where to place the Mazda 3, on yeah, why that's placed there. Last but. year, the Volkswagen GTI was number two. Okay. And they improved to an eighth place position okay, this okay, year. Okay. Uh, the Subaru Impreza was number three, and they improved to a ninth position. And the Hyundai Veloster was number six, and they improved to tenth position. Mm. So there's a lot of new cars on the list. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah, it's the KDM. KDM is on that list. Must be all those KDM cruises. Yeah, they're just trying to be, you know, like (laughs) the other guys. Well, the Stinger's a powerful car. It is. It is. But I feel like not a lot of them have been sold. So, like, I, I was curious when I saw this. I was like, if I looked at the total Kia Stinger ownership. Yeah. You know, there's got to be a significant amount that have gotten speeding tickets. That's a lot of hooning for yeah. yes, for one type of car that doesn't seem like it sells well from our Californian yeah. viewpoints, right? Yeah, it might sell well maybe in Alabama because the plant is there. Dude, I well, I was in Florida this weekend, okay. and I didn't see any. So, um, What Flo- is the most common car in Florida that, that you kind of saw? Um, there's actually a lot of trucks. Yeah, there. (laughs) I was in Tampa, so it's kind of like a Newport Beach ish type of. Oh, it's Huntington Huntington. Beach. It's a Huntington Beach, Newport Beach type of area. That makes sense. So it's a little bit of a mix. So it was a lot of trucks. Um, just a mix overall. Okay. Yeah, not too crazy. All right, let's move into our next headline, and this one's sort of related to something you mentioned earlier. BMW is going to war against hydrogen engines, Randy. Against? Literally, literally going to war. Are against they hydrogen. suing? No. BMW is stress testing its hydrogen drivetrains with hand grenades. What? Yes. Really? Yes. So apparently. This, and they keep this under wraps for obvious reasons. BMW mm. has an armored car division. Okay, that makes sense. And yeah, that makes sense. Obviously, that's you know kept secret a little bit, but they're developing an X5 
that is using it uh, using a hydrogen fuel cell. Okay. So obviously there are issues with hydrogen. Yes. We all know the story of the Hindenburg. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hydrogen. For those the, that don't know, it blew up, right? It blew up. It caught on fire. In general, hydrogen is highly volatile. Yeah, flammable. Which really makes flammable. it which makes it good for this application, mm-hmm. but also very dangerous. Correct. To, yeah. um, so in order to stress test the armored car, they asked the German army to take them to the Alps and uh, you know observe some of this testing and they literally put hand grenades under the chassis of the x5 that sounds like and fun. let them rip okay and are they withstanding some of those stress tests they withstood everything wow to the point where they were still holding hydrogen afterwards and were safe to drive that's awesome that's nuts yeah that is i mean they are political cars right just like in the movies when we see like you know, politicians get moved around with yeah, armored cars. Yeah, they need to cars. keep people safe. Yeah, and they want to be bougie, so they, you know, here they, they rock Tahoes. The president rocks a Tahoe. Right. right, and I've always, you know, you always, you know, you see the, like, one-inch thick glass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You you know that there's a reinforcement in the panels. Yeah. But I've never considered the reinforcements of gas tanks. Which makes sense. Yeah, right? it makes absolute yeah. sense. And yes. I don't know how that's done. I mean, I'm sure it's like really heavy steel, probably. Probably, that's used. yes, absolutely. Uh, but yes. I've never heard of anyone doing like hand grenade testing. Yeah, I, I can't remember. You know, the president's limo is called the Beast, right? Yes. Um. Yeah, I can't remember what the weight of that thing was. I want to say it was like five thousand pounds. I think it's something. more than that. More? Yeah, I think it's more than that. Like maybe seven, then. Yeah, uh, do a quick search. But let's see. Yeah, the Beast. I mean, it's obviously got to protect that guy, and there's always two, right? So, yeah. Doing the quick Google search. Nothing. No Wi-Fi. Oh, motherfucker. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, All right. You can okay. never get on your Wi-Fi. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Anyways, next uh, headline or are we uh, done with yeah. the headlines? Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to look that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we're, we're going to hit the next headline. And the next headline is the Long Beach Grand Prix. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But before that, just a huge shout out to Carla. Carlos, Project Import. Um, you know, thanks for... Letting me kick it with you guys and hanging out. Uh, Carl is actually driving the Project Import S2000. That's what I want to go take a look at. Uh, shout out to the Auto Fashion Boys. I met you know you guys, um, if you're listening. Uh, met you guys, had some really cool conversations. And Isha as well. Thank you for all the marketing tips you gave me. Cool. Um, but I did go to the Long Beach Grand Prix today, and it was... I was telling you before this, I always forget how cool it is. Mm-hmm. until i get there okay um and it, i i don't see i woke up this morning not wanting to go yeah it's a bit of a drive yeah and i was just like ah, oh, like i just want to sleep in mm-hmm. like, you know it's but but i i was motivated by seeing the homies okay of, you know it's okay. her first time racing and it's sort of a bucket list item mm-hmm. you kind of want to vicariously live it through them somebody too. yes yeah. who's actually driving yeah. on the track yeah <laughs> yes yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll go. Okay. So I, I did want to go early enough to catch uh, Indy cars were practicing. Uh-huh. And then there was the stadium trucks and then it was time attack. Okay. So I was like, oh, I head out early enough. Head out. Um, the day before I tried to buy or actually two days before when I bought my tickets, I tried to add parking. But okay. the site wouldn't let you. It said unavailable or whatever. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just buy parking there. 
So I go to the designated parking spot that they're saying. That's really, I was assuming, was closest to where I was going. And I go in there, and they're like, oh, are you prepaid? And I'm like, it didn't work. And they're like, oh, well, I, I had to go all the way up mm-hmm. until they told me that. And they're like, oh, well, you had to go park down in general because if you're not prepaid, we can't let you park here. And it was all open up there. Like, I could see that everything oh, was open. I'm like, sucks. are you kidding me? And coming up, everything was full. Oh, okay. So I'm like, oh, what the hell? So I'm, like, going around in circles. It's like it's like shopping at Costco, mm. like, like on a Sunday. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you're waiting for somebody to leave, and I'm like, what the hell? And I kept I kept getting kind of lost because the parking structure is kind of weird. Um, and I finally saw this spot that had a few spots open, mm-hmm. but I had to go against traffic to get there. Oh, okay. But I was like, fuck it. I'm done. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want to uh-huh. look for parking anymore. So I charged it and luckily I was able to park. Um, but I guess that's just like general use parking, mm-hmm. but it was cool. It's like, whatever. Fine. Um, paid my 20 bucks to park there. Yep. Apparently, a lot of people go there just to watch the Grand Prix, like to the parking structure. Oh, from the structure yeah, itself? from the structure itself. You can see a lot of the track. Oh. So a lot that's... of people actually park farther away and then go to that parking structure all the way to the top and watch down from there. Do they bring their own chairs or no? You can't do that. Uh, I didn't see chairs. Okay, that's that's a good I tip, s- though. I don't. I didn't see anybody regulating anything right but okay. i didn't see chairs okay uh but it is a good tip like mm-hmm. if you don't want to this is probably <laughs> Acura is going to hate us but I, if you don't want to pay you yeah. can go to the top of a parking structure and watch them racing cool very cool but you know it's before getting into the actual racing piece i don't know there should be more spectators in racing like i want there to be more spectators in racing okay but it's so hard Right. Like on TV, you can see everything. Yeah. 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 And I'm used to I remember when it was the Toyota Grand Prix, Mm -hmm. they used to put screens up. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember they put screens up and you could you could watch like television feeds as you're watching Uh uh, the race going on because you're watching one corner. Right. right? Like I literally uh, the uh, global time attack session was 15 minutes, which I felt was really short. Okay. But I wanted to capture multiple angles and catch different turns. Yes. So I would be at like one turn and then I'd be like, all right, cool. I saw this happen. Okay. Now I got to go to turn nine. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like walking my fat ass uh-huh, across uh-huh. the Long Beach Grand Prix. And I'm like, oh, all right, finally turn nine. And and now I'm hunting for a spot to get like a good camera shot. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know that I'd enjoy this. Yes. And. I don't know. I, I probably didn't find it because I didn't walk around enough, but I bought a general admission seat because the site didn't let me buy a reserved seat. Maybe it was sold out by the time I bought my tickets like midweek. Okay. Um, and every time that I took my ticket to sit in a grandstand, they were like, oh, yeah, these are reserved. But but I remember them being called out as general admission on the site. Oh, okay. I, but I still okay. don't know if I was remembering wrong uh-huh. or what. Uh-huh. But anyway, my general admission ticket didn't get me a seat that I could find. Oh, really? Yeah, so I could really? never sit in a grandstand. Oh, that's so. That's why your feet hurt or your back. Oh, hurts yeah, from I was walking. Well, 
Yeah, that and I mean, I was walking around. I was trying to get a lot of different angles of what I was looking at. Okay. Um, and just kind of wanted to experience. I've never really done that. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never really gone to the Long Beach Grand Prix alone. And for the whole morning, up until the end of the global time attack, I was pretty much just doing it by myself. Okay. And kind of looking at different things and going to different areas of the track. This is the first time I almost walked the whole track. Wow, that's yeah, just, crazy, dude. Yeah, I was just because I wanted to see like, okay, what are the spots that you get the best looks? I mean, I researched it this week. I was like, where's the place place to sit and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was just, I need to find out for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an option to buy a what they call a sharpshooter ticket. I think it was okay, and it was for people who wanted to uh, photograph. Okay. And what they do is in very, like, I guess, dynamic turns, they put stands that go higher than Than the the fence. fence. Okay. Guess how much that ticket costs? A hundred bucks. Three hundred dollars. Yeah. To get some pictures. Yeah, that makes sense. That does it? Well, you can sell your pictures. I guess you're right. If you're media, that's your chance to be able to get shots that are for your. I think if you're media, you're registering, and that's the mistake I made. Oh, you should have registered. Yeah, we should have registered. I mean, we've we've been to SEMA. We're right. You know, we're podcasters. It's not a big thing. I'm not saying that like we're you know, but we're we do media. I should have tried to register. Okay. I didn't really think about it until the last minute, and by that time it had closed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I definitely messed up there because then I would have had credentials to access different areas. Yes. That I w- that I didn't today. I mean, today I had regular fence shots. With <laughs> most things, you know, through the fence, through the fence. Yes. Yeah, through two fences in almost every case. Oh, right? there's two. It's a double fence it's situation. A, there's yeah. There's the you're not allowed to get close. Okay. To the 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 um, i guess what would be the border of the racetrack right right um but yeah border patrol was there well customs and borders really there was a there was a a car yeah which was which is really weird i'm like well why are they here but you know it's not too much of a surprise sweating a little (laughs) (laughs) sorry i had to they're sending me back yeah yeah I'll, it was a little curious. That's to see weird. That. that is weird. That you is know, weird. like, I mean, to, if you see uh, cops, yeah, that's fine. But to right. see customs border. border patrol. Um, and I posted it uh, and Urban Canvas said they're just guarding the border of the track. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Good call. Good that's call. What, that, yeah, that's yes. what they're doing. Right on. Uh, but anyway, so I get there. I see IndyCar practice, which is just I put up a poll mm-hmm. that uh, said, you know, if you had the opportunity which one would you rather get in, right? I saw that. IndyCar yes. or F1? I voted. At, well, you voted F1. I did vote F1. I got visibility. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. <on. laughs> uh-huh. But I was actually, I shouldn't have been surprised because in general, F1 is more popular. Yeah, it's the NBA. But it was a, it was a, a significant, it's like a 70-30 split. Yes, yeah. Like a 75-25 almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That F1 won. Yeah. Um, but I could not feel that way being there. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just, I mean, to hear those cars, man, yeah. I'm just like, man, that would be awesome. I mean, it's more attainable IndyCar, right? Oh, it, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's not as world. It's more obtainable than F1. Yes. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's definitely, it's not definitely not attainable for us, but it's still more attainable than F1. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're not Lewis Hamilton. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
we're also <laughs> yeah yeah definitely not yes um but yeah i mean it, it's 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 crazy to see those cars and the imsa cars too i mean mm-hmm. really all the cars right i mean that and that's kind of what i mean of i always forget until i go there i mean when you're going to track days or whatever you are seeing some of these cars out there in some cases but most of the time you're so busy working on your own stuff then you really absorb it but when you get to sit down and just watch these extremely powerful go- cars just go lap after lap, mm-hmm. just blowing noise and pops and all this stuff in your ears, yeah, it's definitely um, it definitely m- made my jealousy grow. You okay. know, with people that get to drive, mm-hmm. you know, get mm-hmm. to drive, and then the stadium trucks—that's a whole different thing, yeah. right? Seeing them take jumps. Okay, like, so do they put the jumps on the track? Yeah, the jumps are on the track. Oh, yeah, the okay, jumps are on the track okay, for sure. And then you know that they're, they're once they're off, they kind of take that off. Okay, I see. And um, again, it's loud. It's a ton of noise. And then you get to the global time attack, which is almost just as aggressive. There was a a Corvette there that was sliding around. There's a GTR that looked like it was as fast as anything that was on that track. Um, and obviously we were there, I was there for, for Carla, you know, in the S 2000 and it's just, um, it's sort of, especially, you know, kind of being involved with track life now, mm-hmm. it kind of really lights up or it sort of fans the fire a okay, little bit. Okay. To kind of elevate. Kind of makes you dream a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's attainable. That one's attainable. Uh, I'd say it, it, I, it is and it isn't. Okay. I don't know that. I don't know. I mean, who knows, right? Who knows where we'll be in five years? Mm-hmm. Who knows what we will do in, but to build a car like they have built, mm-hmm. it takes a lot. Well, they're in an unlimited class, right? So um, I'm not entirely sure. There was three classes. Okay. Street, limited, and unlimited. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if they were in unlimited or limited. I couldn't tell you. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, we could shoot for, like, street. Um, which would probably be, you know, a little easier, mm-hmm. but you're talking about pretty still like, you know, a civic type bar, right? With, yes. with arrow, with, oh, right. with coilovers, you're still talking That's like, like a 40 grand, build. 50 grand. Yeah. Yeah. All, all said with like suits and planning and all that stuff, you're probably talking north of 60. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so it, although obtainable ish. Right. It still it still would take something significant. I think, you know, doing it like someone else putting the car together and you driving it mm-hmm. would probably be the best shot. But I'm not even at a level where somebody would give me a seat yet. You know what I mean? So maybe here's the thing, too. Like, you know, growing up with all sports, like yeah. once you start getting in, out of like your early 30s into your late 30s. Yes. It's like you're done. Yes, absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that might be for like the top, top levels. Y- yeah. We're NBA, not in the NBA. Mm-hmm. F1. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the, at the same time, right, there's always a younger generation of drivers coming out. Mm-hmm. So the chances of you getting a seat is probably going to be really small. Unless you build your own car. That's exactly what I mean. Like, that's yeah. where I'm getting at. Like. You're probably going to have to build your own car, mm-hmm. run with Global Time Attack, because it wasn't like this wasn't just like another Global Time Attack event that you could register for. Right. This was invite only through Global Time Attack. Oh, right? really? So 
So they global time attack selects selects you know who goes who goes you know from either your performance at their events or how built your car is. I don't know the whole criteria. Yeah, but I'm sure all that has to come into play. And those cars run all over the country. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, Jackie Ding was here. He's in the East Coast the, with the, the Supra. Supra. Yes. And he's like he posted like driving like 2000 miles to this event and having to drive back. Shit. And I'm like, damn, man, that's a mission. I mean, I know they drive Coda and I know the Prelude drove at Coda. So, yes, that's right. Um, Wow. I didn't think the Evasive Motorsports one really ran. I didn't know that that car, the, the blue S2000, right. ran a bunch of the tracks outside of SoCal. So, Like I said, I don't know the criteria for the right, invites. Right. You know, I mean, judging who was driving that one. Yeah, Dai Yushihara. He's yeah. going to get invited to everything and anything. Right, so, of course. You know, maybe, maybe there were some... You know, different criteria for different people. But mm, so yeah, there's some pull. People have some pull somewhere. Yeah, but every single car that was there is just—it was amazing mm-hmm. to see. I mean, favorite car in Global Time Attack. Favorite car, excluding Carla. Let's just take her out of the picture since we're friends with her or we're cool with her. Whatever. Carla's car for sure. Yeah, the S two. Well, here's the thing. Like in, I've been Carlos. Carlos, which is Carla's significant other, mm-hmm. has kept has kept me close to their build. Okay. Um, I'll let them talk about it, you know, if and when they come on, Mm -hmm. but it's really, um, it's really put the S 2000 on my radar a little. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, seeing it on the track too. Obviously Uh that's a very, very aggressive build. And I've sent you some pictures recently of some like track build. S two K's. I sent you one pretty recently, like okay. a week and a half or two weeks ago. I think I remember that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and it's really like, I'm like, man, it looks good. Like, I love the hard top look of the S2000. Oh, yes, I agree. I, I wholly love agree. the hard I top look. I completely agree, yes. And I'm thinking like, man, like, if I were to have another race car, mm-hmm. it might be the S2000. I would definitely have to go on like, like the Subway diet or something. <laughs> <laughs> The car too. There's a lot of room to take out a bunch of shit. Yeah, in the car. But not not only that. I just feel so cramped in there. I feel very claustrophobic in an S2000. It's dude. Yeah, Roadster is definitely small. Yeah. So yeah, I need to figure yeah, that out. Yeah, so yeah. the S2000 and the Project Import one especially. I do like the look. Mm-hmm. I also like the color. It's a dark gray with the orange. Mm-hmm. But um, I think my my number one and obviously there's bias. Um, the number one from today mm-hmm. was the uh motorsport hardware E thirty six LS swapped E thirty six LS swapped E thirty six LS swapped E thirty six M three and that thing sounds so damn loud, uh-huh. so damn aggressive. Mm-hmm. Go on the track, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to do that someday. An LS swap, an LS swap, V eight that bitch, just V eight. I mean, I would, I would have no need for the E ninety two anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It'd actually be the or, perfect scenario. Yeah, or maybe even put the oh shit, should I put the S sixty five in the E thirty six? Nah, that sounds like problems. Yeah, that's uh, at least the LS. You can get a crate motor and not destroy such a pristine or a good example yeah. of the E ninety two, right? Yeah, but I would say I I like the livery on that car too. It's like kind of blue and it's got like. 
like Doppler waves almost. Okay. I don't know if you've seen it. No. Uh, yeah, you, it's, what it's, was the name of the brand or the company that uh, sponsored it? Motorsport Hardware. Motorsport Hardware. Yeah, I think the driver's Ryan Castro. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just really love the look of that. Other than that, I mean, there's some dope cars. I really love the RS Future NSX. Uh-huh. That one looked amazing, uh, but I didn't get to see it today because they had issues yesterday. Uh, oh, that took them out. that's a bummer. Yeah, so I didn't get to see that car run. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I didn't think... Um, I, I thought it was going to be like, you know, like a Corvette or an S2K or something that I see. I'm like, oh, that's like the best looking car out there. But uh-huh. that E36, man... It looks good and it sounds even better. Ooh. So I'm like, oh, I kind of want to do that. LS swap, huh? Yeah, LS swap, man. Hmm. So global time attack, I don't know. We're going to have to figure out how to get in there and see if we can maybe shoot for 2022, 2023. I don't know. Hey, man, this is all about making dreams happen, right? Yeah. So if that's, that's not, your dream, I'm happy to support it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it shouldn't be. I mean, like. I need to I need to get away from such expensive dreams. <laughs> I think that's yeah, yeah. like every at, yeah cars are just expensive in general. But they anyway, are. I think I thought I thought it was great Long Beach Grand Prix. I mean the events were great, the people were cool. Uh, shout out to everybody that I met. As I said before, uh, on my way out, I met one of my uh, old fraternity brothers who lives in Long Beach. He, he happened to be there. He was actually up on. He took a picture and sent it to our um, like uh, group thread with uh-huh. a bunch of friends of the Border Patrol car at the same time that I posted it on my account. Oh, okay. We had no idea. Uh-huh. And that's when we both realized we were in the same spot. But I was already leaving. I was coming here to do the podcast. Oh, so you couldn't meet so up I with him. So I couldn't them. meet up with him. Okay. So I said, look, man, like. Let me know where you are. I'll drive to you and I'll mm-hmm. give you my ticket. Mm-hmm. And then that way you can go enjoy the rest of the day inside. Cause he was, he was the one that taught me about going up on the roof oh, <laughs> and, and nice. watching the races. Nice. So, uh, I meet him up there. I, I'm going through and the lady's like, did you prepay? I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, I'm just meeting someone upstairs. I'm, I need to hand them something and I'm going to come back down. I promise you, I won't park. Mm-hmm. And she's like looking at me like, who do you think you are? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just yeah. like, please, please, please. Douchebag in a BMW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. and I'm like, just just please. Like, I promise you, you, you will either see me or hear me come back down immediately. I swear. And she's like, ah, fine. Wow. That, yeah, that's cool. She let me through. I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. So she let me upstairs. So mm-hmm. I, I gave him the ticket, um, said what's up or whatever, and then came back. And on the way here, he sends me a text. He's like, dude, I didn't even have to show it to him. Oh, yeah, dang. Like, I just told him that I left and I'm coming back in. They're like, okay. They just waved him in. Wow. I was like, all right, nice. cool. That's like, it's the confidence, right? The confidence yes. gets you into yep. anything. Yep. And having the ticket in your hand gives you that confidence. Yep. So they were like, oh, this guy looks like he belongs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, that's the Long Beach Grand Prix. Before the next segment, the beast is 15,000 pounds. Fed that, there you go. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. The little, you were 10,000 pounds off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, uh, before getting to the next segment, are you considering going back to the Long Beach Grand Prix? I haven't gone yet, actually. You haven't gone at all? No, I haven't gone at all since oh, I moved here. Oh, really? You know, it's weird because growing up, um, I think I'd mentioned in the long, long episode ago, the Detroit Grand Prix, which is part of IndyCar, runs on an island between Canada and Michigan. Okay. In the Detroit River. All right. So it's called Belle Isle. Um, 
when I used to go to Canada to visit the girlfriends at the time. You say we, girlfriends? Yes. Okay. Because they were best friends. Oh, yes. Interesting. That's situation. a story for another <laughs> another time. Oh, yes, wow. Yes, yes. But Damn. Um, <laughs> on the Canada side, because they live close to the river, you could hear the cars screaming at you from probably five miles away. Oh, the sound would travel across the water. Yes. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Not so much in Detroit because it's all skyscrapers there. Right. But on their side, it's all homes, actually. Yeah. So you can hear it. Um, it'd be more than five miles, probably maybe 10 miles. Damn. Yes. They're they're just screaming. But even as a car guy back then, well, nobody took me there. So no, like I had no guidance for anybody or anybody who was interested that would actually go right, but um, I was always curious, but nobody, you know, no interest. Right now that I've moved here, I would love to take the kids, um, but yeah, it, it just hasn't really been on the radar. It should be, but it hasn't been on my radar. So. Yeah, it seems like I mean, when I was there, I was like, yeah, this is a good spot for you to hang out with your kids. Yeah, you know, like yeah. you don't have to do the whole day, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely there's a lot to see. They had, I made a mistake. I didn't know where the Global Time Attack paddock was. Okay. So I'm just like walking the convention center looking for it, mm-hmm. and I missed it completely. Okay. And I end up in this room, and they have like a child's play center. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like every single like inflatable bouncy house thing oh, that you can- Oh, really? You, yeah. Every single one that you know was there. Free to walk into then? Free to walk into. Oh. I walked in there, and I'm like- this seems like the end of it. There's no way they would. I almost thought they put them with the little kid stuff. I was like, that's messed up. Right, right, right. But right, no, right. they were just the in the back of like the main room. Okay. Luckily, when I was there, there were two, um, two guys that with the GTA logo on their shirts. Oh, so you asked? And I was like, hey, do you guys know where the paddock is? Uh-huh. Like, oh yeah, it's all the way across over there. So you went to the paddock where Carla's and where all Carla, the other. Yeah, that's where I was. They that was right after their session. So okay. when I got there, there weren't any cars there yet. There were still, I think they, it seems like they make them wait outside for okay. the cars to cool down. Okay. And then they let them into the convention center. Oh, so their paddock is inside the convention it's center. inside the convention center. Interesting. Right, so, so it's open to the public and you can go and check it out and talk to everybody. Yeah. It's Even a, though they're getting their cars ready for like the races and yeah. the run and stuff. Yeah. Honestly, like I was... I was like taking pictures and recording and stuff. And I'm like, man, this must be really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel in their way. kind of. Yeah. Like there's there. There's like the classic indie cars, like real like 70s indie cars. uh And these guys are just working on them. Okay. And like everyone's taking pictures of them and recording. And I'm just like, like it. It's it's a good opportunity for media. Yes. But it's I'm it must be so annoying for the people working on cars to just you have cameras pointed at you when you're just frantically trying to get shit ready there there's no ropes then there's just no ropes they're just tape on the floor oh and of course like who yeah carlos had to tell me he's like dude you can cross the line (laughs) (laughs) oh were you staying behind it like a good i was was thinking behind it i'm like you know i'm not part of the team you know what i mean yeah 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 you don't want to be a dick but nobody else cares you know, oh, I started looking okay. at everybody else, and everybody else is just jumping in, okay. leaning on cars. Oh shit! Yeah, really? dude, it's it's. I think the Long Beach Grand Prix attracts like non-car people more than any other event. Okay, okay. 
And I saw a lot of that. Oh, a okay. lot of like, and I just want to say, hey, bro, don't lean in the car. Like, come yeah. On. yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. and like, and they're just like young kids or like older folks uh-huh. Uh-huh. that you feel like they should know better the older folks, but okay. nah. And sometimes the, the, like the teams were there and they didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't notice this with the time attack cars. Let me say that. Okay. Um, I wasn't there long enough to really see a lot of that, or I was kind of talking to a lot of people, so I wasn't really paying attention. Mm-hmm. But for someone like the IMSA cars or like the really, really high level cars, yep. um, even there was a, uh, the Red Bull F1 car was there and it was roped off. But when I went, there was a bunch of people like over the ropes. Max Verstappen's car or I mean, like I, a I, copy of it? A copy of it. Yes. Oh. But like an exact copy of it, Ooh. and I'm just like, man, like there's like very little, you know, rules about Security no touching and, and all that oh, stuff. Oh, you know? interesting. It's kind of a bummer for for the car owners, right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it, it was dope to see. It definitely. Um, I told you as I was coming in, I was like, man, this this is making me not want to go to SEMA. Oh, because yeah, it reminds yeah, yeah. me of all the walking and right. all the things that you see, right. where it's just kind of a lot of the same. After I didn't a while, see anything new? Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. After a while, it's just kind of like you know, it's, it's like I'm at a dealership. Yes, yeah, yeah that's kind of yeah, how yeah. it feels. Other than the global time attack paddock, it kind of felt that way. Okay, yeah, you get kind of numb like, to all the cars. Yeah, like you know how we felt at the Orange County Auto Show. Yes, yes. That's how I felt. That's how yeah, I felt walking yeah, the convention yeah. center. It's just you get numb because it's just they're all fucking cars. Yeah, yeah, mm, like. Okay. I was I was I mean, was really just interested in the race cars. If I saw a race car, I spent some time looking at it. Got it. Got or it. the new NSX. Mm-hmm. I did take the a look at that. The carbon fiber one. Yeah, took a look at the price tag more than anything. Quarter mil was it? So, no, I was like one hundred eighty thousand. Oh, okay. The one that I saw. Okay. Okay. The type uh, S one. That type S one. Oh, they yeah. had it there. They had it there. Ooh. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. But again, it's kind of like okay, look at it, look at it, and then I'm done. Got it. You know, that's Got not it. really a big thing. It's okay. Not, we're there for the race cars. Right on. Right on. But anyway, let's move into our next segment. And this one is a new one, Randy. It is. The drive-in circuit. So Randy and I, um, you know, we're car aficionados. We watch a little TV. And so we watch a lot of car TV when we can. And for this one, we're going to take either shows probably most likely movies Mm -hmm. and we're going to go head to head asking each other multiple choice questions. Okay. We each get five questions Mm -hmm. attempting to stump each other. Yes. At the end of those five questions, the winner is whoever gets the most questions, right? So you're going to keep track of the score, right? I'm going to keep track of the score. Yes. And hopefully we don't, uh, we didn't share the questions with each other so that we cannot. So there'd be no research and it's a full length. And so what movie did we watch for this one? For this one, we watched the Schumacher documentary on Netflix. On Netflix, yes, titled Schumacher. Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, yes. Um, I'm going to let you start. You're going to let me start. I'm going to let you start. Are we going to take turns? Or are we going to go all five? We're going to take turns. We're going to okay, go gotcha, one for one. Gotcha, We're going to gotcha. go one for one. Okay. All right. So this is the Schumacher edition of the Drive-In Circuit. Yes. Oh, you know what? We were supposed to do multiple choice, weren't we? We are. Yeah, I have my multiple choice ready. Fuck. Okay. Um, 
Okay, I'll 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 have to do it off the cuff a little bit, so I'm, I I do apologize for that. This is gonna be a lot easier. Than yes, <laughs> kind of. Unfortunately, sorry. All right, no, we'll All right. see. We'll see. Okay. So first question for me. Okay. The opening sequence of the movie started with uh the Schumacher driving from his driver's perspective. Okay. It is a famous track. Fuck. In um F one. Okay. Probably the most famous and the most iconic. So the question to you is what famous track is it in that opening sequence? Is it A, Imola, Italy, B, Abu Dhabi, C, Suzuka, or D Monte Carlo. I'm trying to remember like a lot of the because it's a lot of like B roll mm-hmm. with him talking over it of mm-hmm. that stuff. Yes. And it's a lot. It's blending together. I know. And that's what. I, and I feel bad because I cheated because I watched the movie before we because <laughs> I don't want to lose. <laughs> yes. 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 Um. D Monte Carlo. That's correct. <laughs> Damn. Well, I made it easy, actually, if you watch it. But yeah, yeah. fair enough. Fair oh, it's enough. Hard. It, it's and Abu Dhabi is so new that it, he wouldn't have raced there. Yeah. Imola uh, is a different one, it's, obviously. It's, it's the it's the crowded. Yes. Look. Yeah. And the tunnel. The yeah. Infamous tunnel. Yeah. Yes, that, yes. that got me. So okay. I, I got one point. So yes. now it's your turn. OK. OK. Um, In that some of that voiceover, Schumacher talks. Um, about why he doesn't like to talk about his failures. So, why doesn't Schumacher like to talk about his failures? A, because he's shy. Mm-hmm. B, because it's his job to find them. C, because it's the car's fault. <laughs> or D, because it's not a winning mentality. Okay, so I'm going to talk about my thought process. It's either B or D. Um he it's his job to find it or he it's not not the car's fault. The D was the um, A D was because it's not a winning mentality. It's not a winning mentality. And I think because he's a humble dude, I'm going to go with B. Oh, really? Man, you I got, got it. Right? it. You okay, got okay, it. sweet. Yeah, you got it. Nice job. So, so, so you didn't remember that he said that. And I watched it, like I said, right? So <laughs> I should have had the advantage, but it I was not paying attention. Well, enough. I watched it too. Well, you just watched I it. I just watched oh, it before you this. Cheating mother. I know. I know. <laughs> it's hey. not cheating. It wasn't yeah. against the rules. Right. So I'll right, say that. Right, 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 yeah. Right, right, damn. Right. You. Oh, damn. Yes. Now I feel like I'm at a disadvantage. Okay. Yes. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I didn't get through it all. Actually. Okay. okay. So next question. Um, the next question. What was the famous soda brand? on Schumacher's racing suit at his very first race in F1. Okay. Was it A, Seagram's okay. ginger ale, B, 7-Up, C, Coca-Cola, okay. or D, RC Cola? RC Cola. RC Cola is like broke cola. So I, have they sponsored cars? I'm tightly. <laughs> You're tight-lipped, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So for this one, I'm going. Okay, what was the Seagrams, which is a. the ginger ale company? Yeah. B is Seven Up. C is Coca Cola, and D is RC Cola. And this was his first Formula One race ever. Okay. Yes. Uh, Seven Up. Yeah, that was an easy one. <laughs> yeah, because not too many of them are green. So yeah. I was like, shit, I need a green one. And I'm doing this off the cuff. So I'm like, fuck, I'm screwed. Okay. Seven, I actually knew that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> yeah, enough. Yeah. Yes. All right. Your turn. Okay. This is and this is mentioned in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. What sports cars did Schumacher race before Formula One? A, BMW. B, Audi, C, Mercedes, or D, Porsche. Say those again. Besides, okay, Audi, Porsche, Mercedes. BMW, Audi, Mercedes, Porsche. In uh, in the question was a street car. What type sports of... cars did Schumacher race before Formula One? Ooh, and this was in the movie. This was in the movie. Was this in the middle? It's in the beginning, kind of. Oh, actually, shoot! Yeah, it's in the it's in the beginning. I'm gonna go with Mercedes. Damn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was got it. that was kind of a gut guess, but I yeah, guess. that's okay. a good guess though. Okay. Because there's a lot of German in there. Yes, in they were all German. What you yeah. offered, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So my next one is, um, on his cars or in the F1 during the era that he drove, okay. Schumacher, there were two brands of um, tire manufacturer in the uh, in that era. Okay. They're featured in the movie. Yes. Right. Well, I mean, they weren't highlighted necessarily, but right. their advertising was everywhere. Yes. At some certain points. Yeah. Right. So the question is, which amongst the four that I'm going to list was one of those tire manufacturers? Oh, damn. Yes. Was it a Yokohama? B Goodyear? C Cooper? Or D, Michelin. Oh, my God. I. I don't know that I don't know that I've pa- I paid attention to any <laughs> really higher detail uh-huh, uh-huh. in the in the movie. OK, yeah. So this is just going to be based on. Ah oh, man! Is that a good one? That's a good one. I, I'm, okay. I'm definitely having a hard time with this one. I'm gonna have to dig into. Na- what are what are the so it was uh, Yokohama, Goodyear, Goodyear, Cooper, or Michelin? Oh my god! Da, 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 da. I'm like scanning the movie in my head. <laughs> <laughs> when did you watch it? How many days ago? I should say. Oh God! I probably watched this. Tuesday. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a tough one then. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, it's probably a listeners right now. Like, oh, you idiot! It's this. <laughs> yes, because uh, he actually wore a hat for one of the brands. Ooh, that's a that's a clue. That is a clue. Oh my god. It's not a good clue, but it's yeah. a clue. It actually is a gimme. Oh god, I don't remember. D Michelin. 
Wrong. Oh, it's Goodyear. Man. Damn it. <laughs> I was going to go with Goodyear, yeah, too. Yes, yes. Oh, God. They're, I think Michelin's the current one, right? They're the current uh, F1 tire no, provider. I think it's Pirelli. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's damn. why I sk- – yeah, but Pirelli was in it also, actually. Damn, uh, damn, damn, damn. Yeah, I didn't include that one. Stumpton and Stumpton in it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Okay. Next question. Okay. What is Schumacher's favorite karaoke song? Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. Is it? <laughs> is it A, My Way, Frank Sinatra? Uh-huh. B, Take On Me? Aha. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> C, We Are the Champions by Queen? Okay. Or D, Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd? It's a my way, Frank Damn Sinatra. It. <laughs> I should have gone with a lot of the jazz, or just all Frank Sinatra's. That yeah. would have screwed me. Yeah, I knew yes. that was gonna be too easy. Yes, yes. You are in the lead, sir. Okay, by one. Yeah. All right, my question maybe easy. Okay, what is the name of Schumacher's younger brother? Ooh, because they showed it in like uh, titling, right? This one's hard because. It's like he's got his whole family yeah. has a similar name. They just swapped the vowel. Yes. So his. So you want the que- you want the options, right? I, I want the options for okay. sure. Yeah. Is it okay? Rudolph A. Okay. B. Rolf. Okay. C. Yolf. Yeah. Or D. Golf. <laughs> <laughs> so. So okay. So let's say that you got you don't have the right answer at all in yes. that list. Yes. Do I get an extra point? I think you should because I I realized <laughs> I think I put the, I didn't put it at all. Because his brother's name is Ralph. Yes. His yes, dad's yes. name is Rolf. Yes, 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 yes. I got my point. Damn back. it. All right, fair <laughs> enough. So we're break even or you're yeah. up one. I'm up one. All right, right now. fine, yeah. fine. Damn. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Extra credit. Loving it. Okay. Rules on the fly. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Next question for you, Randy. And no, this is number four for you. No, wait. Yeah, it is. It's number four. Coming up to the last ones. According to the former president of Ferrari, Luca D. Montesmolo, mm-hmm. to drive a Ferrari means... If you don't win, fill in the blank. Ready for the options? Yes. I'm going I'm to give you the if you don't win for each option. So if, okay. if, if you don't win, A, you're a loser. Okay. If you don't win, B, you're an idiot. If you don't win, C, you're a disgrace. Okay. Or if you don't win, D, you're fired. I would say because they're Italians, um, their passion for like their food and everything about their brands is very emotional. Yeah. They're probably an emotional culture. I'm going to go with disgrace. See, you're if you don't win, you're a disgrace. Yes. <clears throat> ah, you loser. You're a loser. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Damn I thought it. that was funny that he said that. He's yes. like, if you if you, it's like drive the Ferrari means if you don't win, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sound like uh, the Godfather, but fair enough. Right, 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 right. I was right. like, "Damn, okay, so you are 3 and 1." 
Yeah, I I think I'm gonna lose. I'm three Wait. and one with the extra credit. So right, but oh, so we're at a um our last question then. We're at our last question. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you don't get, if I win this one, I win. Yes. Okay. Yes. We. Okay. Because then I have a chance to. And then you tie. have a chance to tie. We don't have a tie-breaking Wait. event. I went. F- oh, I asked you first. Yeah. So yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You're right. You're right. 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 Okay. Right. Um. Okay. So, the ending for this movie was kind of sad. Yes. You, wouldn't you say? Yeah. If I felt very bad, yeah. and this is going to tie into my question. So, um, but I wanted to commentate on just the movie in general. Like, basically, what the the family was alluding to at the end of it was, well, I mean. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's a spoiler alert, but we all know the situation, obviously, right? right? Yeah, yeah. He got in an accident, and um, I think he's a vegetable, is what they were implying. Which means, uh, for medical like last lingo, is yeah. like you're th- you're alive, but you're not there. The last information I could find was that he is able to communicate with his eyes now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. that's the last I was able to find. There isn't a lot of information. on Right. It. I yeah. felt bad, dude. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Dude. I it, mean, that's he's a legend. He is like the Jordan. Like, yeah. He's like Jordan era. Yeah. For that. For the 90s. Yeah. For sure. Level shit. I mean, yeah. Lewis Hamilton's the LeBron James, maybe. Right. Yeah. But he's the Jordan of F1. For sure. So to speak. Right. Un- sort of untouchable, mythical. Character. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, you know, it plucked the heartstrings. I mean, I didn't shed a tear, but you know, you felt bad, right? Um, for for the situation, Cold ass mofo man. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> so you know, this is not. I wouldn't call this insensitive question, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it for the win. For the win, where was Schumacher's ski accident? Oh God! Was it in A, Switzerland? B, Germany? C, Belgium, or D, France? Oh. Oh, man. I feel like the documentary said he'd like to spend a lot of time in France. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, if you are Schumacher. Mm Mm-hmm. You are going to go to like the creme de la creme of skiing, which is the Swiss Alps. I don't know anything about skiing in Germany. Is there snow in France? <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with a Switzerland. Ooh, I got it wrong. wrong. <laughs> Oh you are wrong. God. It is Maribel France. Oh, God damn it. I should have <laughs> went with my first. Oh, God. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm foreign one. I think the Alps touch France. The Swiss Alps touch France. They touch Italy on the southern end. Yes. Damn. Yeah. So that's almost a geography question. A it was bit. in France. Yes, yes. Damn. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I should have I should have been looking at you more closely when I said, is there snow in France? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to do a, a <laughs> poker face, actually. I was really <laughs> poker facing that shit. I wasn't looking at you at all. Yes. Damn, yes. I had it, too. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, God mm-hmm, damn it. Mm-hmm. I, okay, fine. Okay, so. Fine. So I'm four and one. Mm-hmm. You are three and one mm-hmm. with a chance to tie. For the tie. And we will not have a tiebreaker. Correct. 
Um, so it'll just be a tie until the next one. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I don't know that I have a hard question. Okay. (sighs) Yeah. I picked, I picked a, I picked too memorable of a thing. Okay. Okay. For the tie or the potential loss. Okay. What did Schumacher say to Coulthard? after the crash at Spa in 98 that cost him the championship lead of 98. A, go back to go-karts. B, you have no business in F1. C, you knew what you were doing. Or D, do you want to fucking kill me? Fuck. (laughs) I may take the L on this one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised. Well, because that stood mi- out to me a lot. This is the middle of the movie, which I didn't yeah. catch <laughs> when you took your today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just flew in from Florida today, yeah, yeah. so I didn't get to that. F- I didn't get that far and I didn't watch the movie since last weekend. OK, so I watched it before you. OK, Um. so uh, so this was the 98 spa was the year before he actually won anything with Ferrari. Then. Yes. Um, cool third, that, that crash was the one that was his fault and that he got banned for Wh- whose fault, uh, uh, Schumacher's fault. Was that the one where he like um, drove into the guy? I'm be tight lips. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> so what were the qu- choices? You're a loser. Uh, go back to go-karts. Go, go back to a go-karts. B you have no business in F1. C you knew what you were doing mm-hmm. or D do you want to fucking kill me? D, you do you want to fucking kill me? Damn, it's oh. a tie, dude. It's a Ooh, tie. Jeez, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So was it it's, that situation? It was uh when he drove into the guy? He well, Coulthard kind of it's weird because Coulthard is on uh Micah Rackinen's team. Okay. Who was out? He was in the lead. Yes, for the points. Point, for the points lead. Yes. Um and there's there's argument that Coulthard should have let him pass way sooner. Around it was like a hairpin almost, right? Yeah. Yes. But what happened is it was raining significantly. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And he let off. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one, yeah. that one, that one. Yes. And Schumacher went right into him because it was all spray. Back. Yeah. yeah. And he lost the whole tire. And he was gonna lap the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like he had no business. One. Like it wasn't a. Like, I mean, it was easy for him at this point. Yes. I mean, he was ahead by, like, 20 seconds or something. Yeah, yeah, it was point. ridiculous. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and then this happened. So he immediately pulls in at the after this and just that's goes, to the garage. goes to the garage. And yes. Say, Do you want to fucking kill me? Yes. And yes, I was yeah. like, that's exactly how I would feel. Yeah. Um, well, so you do think it was intentional that he slowed down? It's, it, there's – okay, so here the thing is that there's a lot of signs pointing to that favors – at being the teammate yes. of the guy that's currently in the lead, yeah, that sort of favors them, mm-hmm. you know, for him doing that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, it could be argued that, uh, you know, Schumacher should have been a little more careful. Yes, but with so much spray going on, it's kind of hard to see. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's hard to say. They had a, like an an hour and a half session on a bus after that. Okay, is that what was they said talk, in the movie? They talked it out. I actually looked that up. Okay. Uh-huh. They, in the movie, they mentioned that they talked afterwards, mm-hmm. but they didn't say in detail how, but apparently right. they had a meeting for like an hour and a half. Right. Where um, in the movie, they make it seem like 
Schumacher never took responsibility. Yeah. But apparently he ended up taking the ownership of that. They they agreed that it was a mutual thing. Right. Uh, And eventually, like, you know, the years later or the year later, the year after, they both said, oh, you know, I could have done this differently. And even Schumacher said, oh, I could have done this differently. Mm, or okay. More careful. okay. So it was amicable after that. Okay. It was just that moment that was extreme. Right on. And, man, this one wasn't for the fans. Man. No, it Although was it was it was closely contended it, with the extra credit points that yes, we got in there. Yeah. It's a 4-4 tie. Yes. Andy. So it'll have to go to the next one. And that was the drive-in circuit. Hopefully yes. you got to play along. We mm-hmm. should probably clean up our questions a little more. So yes. People can, next time. Yeah. Next segment, Speed Secrets. So we're coming on Speed Secrets again. Now I'm going to ramp up to uh, start track days again. So it's it's Mm -hmm. time to start paying attention to our driving. And the Speed Secret for this episode is use your street driving to make you a better track driver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is specifically around traction sensing. Okay. Right. Obviously, your butt, your back. Yeah. Your legs, your hands, mm-hmm. that's tying you to the ground. Yeah. And it's going to let you know, you know, where the slip on the car is and whatnot. And of course, on the street, you're not going to be driving at the speeds that you're going to be driving at the track Correct. or as aggressively. Yes. If you are, you're a D bag and you mm-hmm. shouldn't be on the street. Mm-hmm. But there are things that you can do mm-hmm. to help you practice, uh, you know, being conscious of tire noise, mm-hmm. of the way your car feels. I think most of the time, um, you know, before I was doing like track driving or whatever, you don't really pay attention to what you're doing on the street other than staying safe. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. You're not really paying attention to the noises. You break early. Yeah. You're like, you're yeah. taking the turn easy. Very casual stuff. Yes. Yeah. You know, kind of the grandma driving. Uh-huh. But, you know, in that, you know, there's, you know, pay attention to how long it takes you to come to a stop. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or even practicing your left foot braking. Yes. Right. Yes. You know, uh, practicing left foot braking on the street. That'll help you once you do it on the track. Um, but I think one big one. Well, the the first major thing to learn here is that if you start picking up uh, the subtle uh, differences of street driving, it'll be a lot easier to pick up the obvious differences at the track. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's think about like, you know, you hear about blind people like their other senses are heightened significantly after they go blind or because they were blind from birth. Mm -hmm. It's sort of the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. You're sort of polishing and practicing your senses, which is what you should do. So that's first and foremost, you should be paying attention to everything, your sight, right? Open up your vision. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times where we're driving on, on the street, we're looking, it's very tunnel vision and what we're looking at. Yes. Um, uh, one thing that, uh, and I should mention that the Speed Secrets do come from Ross Bentley's book, mm-hmm. Speed Secrets, which is, I recommend to anyone who's driving on the track to to pick up. He talks about this exercise where you do figure eights with your eyes. So you put your finger in front of your face, directly in front of your nose. Okay. And then you essentially do figure eights with the tip of your finger uh-huh. and you use your eyes to follow that. Okay. And it does work. What mm-hmm. that does is it expands your vision. Oh, right? okay. So the sort of the field of view mm-hmm, that you're talking mm-hmm. about, like in video games, yes, is increased. Okay. So like, and this will help you on the street, right? You should be looking, you know, 
as far as you can mm-hmm. and as wide as you can. Yes. Obviously not staying in your peripherals, mm-hmm. but using them enough to process information. Correct. The more information that you're picking up, the better you're going to do. Right on. Um, another one that I practice, um, and this is an experiment he talks about in the book that I've done a little differently. Um, if you hold the steering wheel really, really tightly, mm-hmm. right? Hold it with your, with your hands tightly. You're going to get some feedback. Okay. But now try doing it with just your fingertips. Okay. And you're way more sensitive to the changes. Oh, okay. Now I have found it difficult to just drive with your fingertips mm-hmm. on the street. You can do it. Mm-hmm. You're not driving aggressively. So you should absolutely do it. Yes. Right. I would keep your, just your fingertips. But what I do, what I like to do is I'll let my palms rest on the steering wheel with mm-hmm. just the weight of them. Okay. And any grip that I need happens with fingertips. Oh, interesting. So yeah. So I'm letting my palms rest on the steering wheel at, you know, not 10 and two, whatever, nine and Nine and three, two and ten. Yeah, the two ten and, and two. two. <laughs> okay, yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Well, wherever your steering wheel is putting your little, your, yeah, your, the, the, the nipples the, are the, the, yeah. <laughs> the nipples. Yeah, your yeah. steering wheel has nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you like rest your palms and then just use the tip of your thumbs and the tips of your fingers to to kind of hold. And I feel like I've been able to drive like that on the track. Oh, okay. Um, you know, because my palms are there. Obviously, there's going to be turns where you're going to be squeezing a little harder. And if you're on stock seats, it's going to force you to use that steering wheel to, like, really hold, hold your on. grip. Yeah. Yes, yes. So it's going to be a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the more you can drive with your fingertips, mm-hmm. the more you get to sensing the limit of traction, you know, your braking, accelerating, where you need to be on the track. And these are all things that you can practice on the street. Very cool. Obviously, don't, like I said, don't drive like a maniac mm-hmm. on the street. But you could even practice line work, you know, with some of the turns that you we get, Some, especially going onto the freeways. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the best line there, right? N- don't, like, again. <laughs> yeah, don't be. Don't a, take it at full tilt. Yes, yes. But, you know, start, like, envisioning these things and yeah. visualizing mm-hmm. what you should be doing. Um and I think uh, between your vision uh, and becoming better with your feel senses, mm-hmm. that'll automatically pay dividends on the track. And I have to say that having gone twice, I've only gone twice. Yeah. Um, I have noticed the the last one especially is like the line work. When I drive the S two thousand on certain on ramps, yeah, I take it almost as like 70 percent of what i would have at the track yeah i kind of watch the line i mean you know i'll cross a dotted line when there's no cars around at like four in the morning or whatever yeah i will cross it to get the optimal line on a 90 degree on ramp that's really wide and banked yeah um in certain parts of um the freeways around here so yeah it's it's a really it it does make you very aware. I mean, I honestly even follow lines in the minivan with the kids in it too. Yeah, I mean, same thing. Like I practice all these things in my truck mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. every other car. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter what car it is. More than anything, obviously, I want to pick up and pay attention to the senses and stuff. But yes. more than anything, I want to build it into me so much that I don't have to think about doing right. it anymore. Right, right. Building these habits is is ideally mm-hmm, what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. So if you can practice them on the street. I mean, you're better off. I mean, yes. same with heel towing. 
mm-hmm. you know, practicing oh, yeah. on the street. That's where but, I learned it was on the street, absolutely. actually, That's right before I got to practice, the track. Yes. You know? But yes. uh, obviously it's a little harder because you're not breaking as aggressively and all yes, that stuff. Yes, that's but very true. Being able to you know keep that motion. Like now, when I started with the Rio, uh, heel towing was a very conscious thing. Okay. Now you don't need it because you have power in your car, right? No, no, no. You still need a heel tow to downshift. Okay, okay, right. But now I don't think about it. Oh, that's what you're gonna say. Yeah, okay, like I don't, I don't think about it anymore. Now when I'm downshifting, uh-huh. I feel like my foot is just automatically doing the blip. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 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 subconscious now. It makes me wonder how people that have the blip done for them with like the Type R or the new M2s and stuff. We like, could ask Carlos. Cause oh he, yeah, he, yeah. He drives the, the auto fashion type R. Ooh, next time we're yeah. gonna have to jot that question down. Like, yeah. what is, how does that change his driving and style? If it does at all, right? Or is it just easier because you have a lazy, you know, it's yeah, doing I mean, it for you. All the, I mean, it's. I think it's much easier to uh, undo a habit than it is to build one. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. You fair know. Enough. So yeah. if, if you were yeah. able to kind of take that out of your subconscious, right, and let it just compute, it compute less variables. Yeah. You're it, probably gonna do better. That's true. Yeah. That is true. It's almost like making it an automatic in a sense. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'd not, like yeah. the only reason I don't play with paddles mm-hmm. on uh, the sim. Uh huh. Is because I'm afraid. Oh, it'll numb build, you. It'll yeah, n- yeah, it'll dumb it'll you down. Build those habits okay, and not use okay. the shifting or got whatever. Got it. Got it. But ideally, you know, you know, once we move to like the EV world, you'll never have to worry about shifting. That's gonna be weird. Instant torque. You know, yeah. like it's you're just focusing on your line at this point. That's really weird. You yeah. know, which I mean, the purists will say, "Oh, that's not real driving. That's not this and that." I'm like, right. It's evolved driving. It's evolved driving. Right. And yeah. I've even like. If it wasn't for sort of the lower capacity of the batteries uh-huh. for like Model Threes, yeah, I would assume that like my next race car would probably be an EV, an EV car. Mm. But you know, I, I don't think the battery tech is there, and they're still very expensive. Yes. So uh, I don't yeah. know. I'd be paying thirty grand just to get a race car. Right. Right. But right. it just makes sense to move over to the EV camp. Absolutely. But I mean, we're talking like a decade down the line. Yeah. Sure. You know because. Could be sooner, but you I never have no know. reason to learn to lose the E36. Mm-hmm. You know, knock on wood. Right, I mean, right, if, right. If I like wreck it, yeah, then I have to replace it. But other than that, mm-hmm. I mean, I have no reason to get out of that car. Yes. But anyway, those are your sp- that. Well, that's your speed secret for the day, and yes. encourage you to practice those things mm-hmm. all the time. Yes. Uh, just don't drive like a douchebag. Absolutely. Yeah. Number one. But let's get into our last segment of the day aftermarket versus oem and what is that so um it transpired this question or this segment transpired because my dad he owns a lexus okay um i own just a honda minivan right i have a habit or i don't know if it's a good habit or a um, snobby habit of when i buy parts for a minivan i go to honda parts department to get stuff for this car Okay. Or this, yeah, the, this, yeah, whatever, um, including general maintenance consumables. Right. A lot of times, right? Um, it's just a belief in. For me, it's a belief in the OEM, um, having and building a certain spec. Yeah. That I prefer. My dad is, despite owning a more luxurious car, more expensive car than my minivan. Uh, he's okay with not, af- uh, not OEM aftermarket. Right. 
So this posed this question to you, John, and, you know, we'll ask this question. And it's a quiz. It's just a little fun game, another fun little game. Where do you, John, where do you stand with regards to OEM versus aftermarket parts for your car? Okay. So I guess since we're going to go with sim- something similar to my dad, let's say it's the E92 and not the E36. Okay. Because the E36 is a different everything almost yeah. in, a, in a sense. So my, specifically for my dad, he was ch- going to get his wheel bearing changed. Yes. And he's got a Toyota Tech that's going to do it. And he said, uh, yeah, the Toyota Tech's got a hookup. He's probably going to get his parts at Napa. Okay. Would you, John, be willing to get a wheel bearing from Napa versus OEM, Lexus, OEM, Toyota? No. No? No. Absolutely not? No, absolutely not. Like, okay. I think with important parts like that, uh-huh. I go OEM. Okay. Okay. Um, Unless... Nah, you can go OEM for a street car. Right. Yeah, I don't think that I would I don't think that I would chance it. Yeah. There's just I've had a lot of issues yes. with non OEM too. Right. Uh just sensors. Okay. Just even with sensors. Well, you just killed the next one, which was a calf <laughs> camshaft sensor, because I think this was one of the ones you changed on that, well the E thirty six. The E thirty six, but, but yes. yeah, and, and spec- there's a huge issue. Okay. With the E36, at least, with the camshaft sensor. Okay. If you don't use OEM, oh, there's issues. Well, that's almost just a, automatic. That's an inherent German thing, right? So I'm almost like shooting yeah. myself in the anything electrical. I can, I'm shooting myself but, in the foot. But on. if you you'd think that if you were an aftermarket parts manufacturer, that you would try. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. That One simple. would think. Just try. Yeah. Like, just get, try to a little bit right, more. It's all over the forums that unless you buy OEM, uh-huh. you're going to have issues and everybody's reporting issues. Now, now I'll admit anyone that's reporting issues, no one's saying that they've had a successful aftermarket camshaft sensor in the forums, right? Okay. The okay. people the people that are going to complain are only the people that have had bad experiences. That's true. So that's a hard data so point. So it's, hard to, it's yeah. hard to gauge it based on that. Yeah. Uh but because of that, those pieces I won't I wouldn't I wouldn't go I wouldn't go I wouldn't stray from OEM even for the E36 with the wheel bearing and the sensors. Fair enough. Okay, next one. Brake pads. Brake pads I do go go with, with aftermarket. You do go with aftermarket. I do go with for the, the street car. I'm t- well. Let's talk street car for the, the E92. Yeah, for the street car as you, well. You'll go with aftermarket. I'll but, go with aftermarket. But I, you're not going AutoZone. You're going not going AutoZone. Okay, yeah, okay, not going okay. AutoZone. Even their highest tier AutoZone, the ceramic whatever's. I will do AutoZone rotors. You'll do AutoZone rotors. I'll do AutoZone rotors. Okay. but the pads. I'll look for something that is. Not as dirty, okay. Or um, usually just not as dirty for the street, obviously. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the street, you don't need anything extremely aggressive. Yes. So just kind of look for compounds that are known to not really get your tires all dirty and mm-hmm. whatnot, mm-hmm. and that last a decent length. Okay. And for the most part, I've never really had an issue. Okay. But you know, rotors definitely. AutoZone blanks from not here Steel on out. Steel blanks, straight yeah. discs, kind of yeah. a very replace easy. Them, replace them every time I replace pads. Oh, you do? Yeah. Man, you're bougie, dude. Yeah. Shit. All right. Yeah. Uh, tie rod. Tie outer, rod. Outer tie rod. Outer tie rod. 
for a streetcar OEM. <laughs> you go OEM. On OEM that. for sure. Okay. OEM oh, okay. for sure. Okay. Uh, oh. That's. N- Let's say Moog, like a high-end so th- aftermarket. Okay, so That's not high-end, but it's a good aftermarket brand. Is OEM... Yeah. It's going to be the main original supplier, because it's going to be, in this case, right. Bosch, right, so, or whatever. Well, yeah, so... I would go aftermarket. You you would go aftermarket uh, on aftermarket the outer on, tie rod? On the outer tie rod. Oh. Yeah, and then I take a bet. I have gone aftermarket. Oh, you have? I have gone okay, aftermarket. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, I've gone aftermarket. I've never had an issue with anything fail, mm-hmm. but I've gone aftermarket with tie rods, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. And last yeah. one. Okay. Um, Transmission fluid, manual trans fluid in this case. For that, especially with BMW, I'm going aftermarket. Really? They're yeah. better? The thing is that... Because um, Honda, I go, I go OEM, personally. Um. BMW has this silly concept of lifetime fluids. So you as a brand, you don't have to replace the transmission fluid. Oh, over the lifetime of the car. Really? That's their claim. The that's OEM their claim. claim. That's the OEM claim. Okay. Which I just don't trust. Yeah. Right you know, on, I, right I don't. On. I don't know that there's a such thing as lifetime fluid. Okay. You know? like, okay. So because of that, I do go with like a red line. Or okay. in my street M's cars, oil. put yeah, like aftermarket quality, mm-hmm. the high end fluids. Yeah, yeah, the race brand. Uh, yeah, type of exactly. Those fluids. Exactly. I I won't go. You won't like, go AutoZone again on this or Mobile One yeah. even. Let's say Mobile One. Like yeah, mo- yeah, mo- mm, no, I definitely go more performance brands for like transmission and diff fluid. Okay. Okay. For like oil changes, it's mm-hmm. OEM. Oh, okay. Yeah, so OEM, OEM or the OEM supplier, which is Castrol. Okay. Um, you don't get the Walmart five liter jug, five no. quart jugs hell, like me. Although <laughs> lined up on that shelf back there. Oh, really? Uh, for, for the, the Hon- F2K? F- for the um, for the Prelude, yes. Oh, sorry, the Prelude, yeah, and the Odyssey, yeah. Is the Odyssey under warranty? No. No. Yeah. And I'll you, just and throw you use the conventional Walmart. Castrol. Oh, so full so synthetic. Oh, okay. So it's still a full it's synthetic. Still mobile one. That, full synthetic. I thought you meant like Walmart brand. Oh, I no, I because they know. have like conventional oil. Yeah, right? they have super base. I wouldn't go Walmart. If if Costco sold a Kirkland oil, which I think they do. Oh, they do. I believe they do. Yes. Would you use it? No. Really? Yeah. Man, Kirkland puts out some quality stuff. Though. They they're, probably they're are liquor? rebranded like uh, yes, the they're, whiskey. Yeah, that's dude. a twenty dollar bottle yeah. for like that's huge. And yes, it's good. It is good for, it for is the price for like twenty bucks for this big ass bottle. Yeah. yeah, yes, yes, yes. So based on that, sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe this oil's not so bad. <laughs> but I don't use I don't use conventional oils. Yes, I only okay. use synthetic oils. Full synthetic, yeah. like a mobile one, one of those, you know. Older brands, right? Yeah, Almost, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, a lot in the streetcars, there's a lot of OEM. It, there is. But okay, I, okay. But in, in like parts that. So consumables, you're almost like a non OEM. Okay, yeah, because it's gonna, yeah, you're gonna wear anyway. Yeah, yeah. Or you're gonna no real significant. You're gonna dump it. I don't eventually. know that OEM steel is better than AutoZone steel. You know what I mean? So it that's actually why the, can be because it's Japanese steel in the case of um, JDM. So um, 
they're uh, you know they made samurai swords, whereas you're getting Chinese shit at AutoZone. You think you're getting samurai sword steel in a rotor, a JDM rotor, dude? As I mean, my dad works in a steel uh, forming plant. Yes, the yeah. quality of the steel that they do for Toyota calipers or Toyota knuckles, yeah, is actually a different steel from the U.S. one, a U.S. Um, brand. Oh, really? For, for GM, yes, yes, yes. Oh, you have insider info on this. A little bit, you could say. I mean, yeah. they do like a raw stamp before it's machined and finalized. So they send it to the machine um, companies. And yeah, he said they, they do use different steels, different qualities. So there is a cleaner steel, less impurity steel that the Japanese tend to use for really? certain... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't know that. Yes. I thought it was... Gen- I know there are different steels, but I thought in general it was all pretty close. I mean, I'm sure it's the the U.S. branded ones are strong enough. I'm gonna start asking for Japanese blanks at AutoZone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's interesting. So I don't know where the Germans land, but amongst that, you know, I need like, to look into that too. I yeah, don't know, because yeah. I have German on both right now. Okay. okay. Yeah. Although the E36 says aftermarket mm-hmm, German mm-hmm. stuff. Yes. But that's only. FCP Euro, Euro has made me more of a snob. Yes, for sure. Because of the lifetime replacement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So because of that, I don't mind spending a lot up front. Okay. Because I'm sending back those rotors to get new ones. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I mean, there's a lot. I think aftermarket for me is almost exclusively used in tried and true performance parts. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Right? gotcha so gotcha. if or. Or there's enough data of people using mm-hmm. these parts like like mile tie rods, right? Mm-hmm. Or male, mm-hmm. I don't know what you call them. Mm-hmm. Like at the track. Oh, is that a German brand? Uh, I don't know if it's a German brand, but yeah, it's got to be. It's a racing brand? Yeah. No, it's not. It's oh, a, okay. It's a aftermarket, aftermarket parts manufacturer oh, okay. that does okay. like the tie rods okay. and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Or like axles or stuff like that. Sure. So um, if they've been you know tested at the track, then you know I can I can they're reliable okay right? they've taken abuse right so I think that's usually how I measure whether I'm going OEM versus aftermarket but you know for the most part in the street car you're not gonna you're not gonna ride it heavy so you're fine going with aftermarket in most like non-moving non-sensor parts got it right? okay so that's how you feel about that's it. how I feel about it like a right bushing on. like rubber yeah I'm not tripping Right, a you boot know? for the axle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not worried about yeah, that. Yeah, two dollar piece. Yeah. yeah, got it. But got a it. sensor or uh, the bearing know, in my dad's case, you the would bearing, you would totally go OEM. Go OEM yeah, yeah, it hurt me inside to hear him say that. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, he sometimes gets Napa for his uh, customers. I'm like, yeah, but it's your Lexus, man. You know, so for better or for worse, I trust the OEM engineers, and it's only fifty bucks. You're, you know him being uh, is that that's what he's saving yes uh okay. that's and that's the main reason for him god and it. It, that hurts me even more yeah yes yeah, so, so why like, don't you be a good son and be like dad i'll buy you the bearing um i eh. think that's a good way to present it be yeah. like dad you he know wouldn't what? he wouldn't get butthurt if i i did that or anything yeah. or like insulted yeah but he's just so in certain areas he, he gets pretty cheap about shit but that's your way of telling him without telling him mm, he's being cheap right eh, yeah. like dad you know like i just think it's it's probably safer for something like that you i mean come on man he, his son 
has an automotive po- podcast podcast <laughs> you know like yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. You, you're the expert yeah so you'd be like, oh, you know dad it's kind of dangerous to run you know non-aftermarket parts let me let me get you for the wheel bearing too. yeah let me buy things. you the the oem part just to make sure that you're safe you know <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Eh, it's not gonna fly. And he's gonna be like, "Nah." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I got more money than you. Nah, I don't. I don't need your money." It's like you've your, only been on your this pennies. earth for X amount of years. Yeah, what are you I tell made your me? ass. Yeah, you came from my balls. <laughs> so yeah, that's no. Yeah. Oh man, uh, yeah. I, no, I think uh, my dad is very, very OEM. Oh, he is. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, like my we've all. I remember always going to the dealer for parts. Went there first. Oh, okay. Went to the okay. dealer for parts. Mm-hmm. Unless it was like a filter. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe something like that. But all of, all of those other parts, it was definitely OEM. Got it. It wasn't until I started owning cars and, you know, powering through the struggle. Yeah. Not yeah. Yeah. Money, Broke. And, you know, and yeah. then it was budgets. Like, yeah. What, what, where did I go? Oh, God, what was it before O'Reilly's? Do you remember? O'Reilly's. Oh, you weren't out here. So, yeah, you it was a know. different. It was a different brand out here, I'm it, sure. Because for w- us, it was Murray's bought was bought out. Remember that was oh, long. Oh, Murray's. Yeah, remember that episode? Yeah, I remember ago. that. So, yeah. so O'Reilly's bought Murray's. Correct. Yeah, in Michigan. And out here, they bought. God, I cannot remember. Yeah. I I I uh was it car. I mean, it's not Pep Boys because Pep Boys. I'm like, is remember around. it. I'm I'm trying to remember it in Spanish, like my dad saying "Vamos a," <laughs> <laughs> but I cannot remember what it was. Is it? It's not car something. Car. Um. Car. It wasn't pick your part. Yeah. No. I mean, we'll we'll have to look it up and uh, eventually answer it if if we can if it escapes us. Uh yeah, cause I'm surprised I don't remember it. It was a long time ago. Yes. Um, and a West Coast local brand at that, right? So, yeah, most damn. likely, it's not even like in the search results. They mm-hmm. like completely wiped it off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they have information on them buying stuff in the East Coast. Oh really? Yeah, but nothing here. We'll have yeah. to look in a little deeper. Yes. Anyway. With that, that is our episode. And how do you find us, John? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. If you want to send us any emails, info at 91octane.com. We have apparel, stickers, air fresheners, all the 91octane swag you could have. We appreciate everyone buying, everyone thinking of buying, everyone even considering going to the site. Thank you so much. Everything that you buy supports our uh, addiction to Mm -hmm. cars and our dreams of furthering them. Uh, Also, we launched Cafe Carrera for the same reason, but with the goal of supplying everyone with like the best coffee that Guatemala has to offer. Yes. Um, I know that a lot of people say that, but I truly believe it. It Um, tastes like it, too. uh, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I love it. So I can't, I'm just going to go have some right now mm-hmm. that I can only have the ones that I want. Yes. Um, on the weekends, because we don't want to get high on our oh, own supply. God. No, <laughs> not only that, uh-huh. like you get too high. Oh, OK. With the Pacamara okay. and the Geisha specifically. Yeah. yeah. Like wakes I, you I've, up. I've huh? never really had a significant coffee sensitivity. Mm-hmm. I, I worked in coffee shops for eight years. Yeah. 
and now like I'll have one of these cups and up I'm up until four in the morning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like, no. I even I, I even like I went because obviously we don't want to get high on our own supply. I went to go buy like whatever the highest um, caffeine content or highest quality coffee is offered at like the stores, the big box stores. Uh huh. Nothing. And yeah, Doesn't no, hold. I don't have the same effect. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. It's 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 a washed out taste. Yeah, totally acidic, acidic or soury yeah. kind of. Yes, and yeah. it doesn't give me that buzz. Right. Whereas right, right. with this, dude, it's it's a uh, it's a little dangerous. It's the cush <laughs> of the <laughs> coffee world. It's the cush of yeah. the coffee world. Maybe, <laughs> maybe let's not make that the tagline. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely just go to Carrera dot cafe or ninety one octane dot com slash shop, and you can find. All those products there definitely encourage you to try them out or just DM me and we'll mm-hmm. figure it out. I can answer any questions. Randy, any last words? Shout out to Carla this weekend at Long Beach Grand Prix. I Shout hope she out does to well Carla. Yeah, dreams out. come true. Thank Indeed. you for inspiring all of us yes. to continue our car journey. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>